0: Windows has an update, Xbox has some news, and there's some tech you shouldn't buy. It's a bit hard to believe that May, well, it's already over, and so there's going to be a lot to, I think, play with in June, if you will, and we'll get to that here in a little bit, but to first the tech news. So Microsoft released their spring update, their May update, sometimes called a March update, whatever you want to call it. The Windows 10 update that release every spring now is technically available if you qualify. So I say qualify because there's a lot of blockers. If you have certain Nvidia GPUs, if your laptop faces the east, you may not be getting this update and it's what's really weird about this is that Microsoft's own hardware some of their surface lineup is not actually eligible to get this and we're not talking like a surface pro 3 we're talking like surface pro 7 some of their latest generation stuff does not qualify and you have to wait a little bit longer which kind of just it feels odd that Microsoft is the owner of the hardware and the owner of the OS, and that they can't get it all together to get that stuff shipping. My guess is that there's some driver issues that they're waiting on third-party dependencies, and that those third parties were not able to get this stuff done in time, and that's why the blocker's there. Anyways, if you go to settings and search, and what Microsoft calls a seeker, you may be able to install it, but if you don't see it, then you more than likely have a blocker in your machine, which means don't try to sideload it, because then you're going to end up probably with a bad situation. Uh, Microsoft is also enabling spell check, the Windows spellcheck, for all of Chrome browsers. So if you have been like living on that or whatever, I still recommend Grammarly. I think they're the best uh, third-party plugin that's much better than Microsoft's editor plugin right now for third-party, you know, spell checking and all that good stuff. So use that. There's also a new Cortana experience. If you still use Cortana in Windows 10, that is now uh, generally available. I was gonna say widely available. And uh, Microsoft is also claiming that they are still investing in Skype. Well, this is, this came from Mr. Jeff Teeper. And I believe this is more of like, hey, we can't just say we're, we're giving up on Skype because then people will flock away. What I fundamentally believe Microsoft is doing, we already know that they're releasing Teams for life, for Teams for consumer this summer, is that Skype will eventually just kind of melt into it. Initially, they'll probably have some sort of prompt inside of Skype that says, hey, try out the new Teams for consumer. It's the best of Skype plus more. And then they'll just eventually kind of morph it into that product and we'll say so long Teams, but technically speaking, Microsoft is still investing in Teams, but what does that even mean? Like if you're paying an engineer to work and maintain the platform, investing in it so like i wouldn't read into that any more than you have to and so it was a holiday week here in the us and there's not a ton to talk about other than microsoft releasing some of that stuff Uh, but which brought up another good point as we head here into like the may and summertime regions of the world like i was about to say for everywhere but if you're in the southern hemisphere you're entering into the winters um thinking about technology because i've we got a Surface Book three right here, which I review will be going up today on that on Petri.com. The video review more than likely next week. Um, I we've got the Stream Deck and all that stuff. And somebody else said, "Brad, is there any technology right now that you would not buy?" And there absolutely is. First off, I would not buy a TV if you're going to buy a TV right now. Do not buy one unless it has HDMI 2.1. That is the next sort of generation. And you're if you're going to buy an Xbox Series X, you definitely want a TV with HDMI 2.1. Now, granted that's going to ratchet up the price a little bit if you need just a basic tv and you're not planning to do any gaming on it and you're not going to keep it for a long time then you're probably okay but i would not buy a tv without hdmi 2.1 so just keep on the lookout for that the other thing i would not buy right now is a wi-fi router i would absolutely hold off on that especially here in the us they just released or unlocked i should say the six gigahertz spectrum here in the us and so what that's going to allow is for a lot more bandwidth in your home connectivity but those routers are not quite available qualcomm just announced that they are shipping some of these chips like the first batch and so wait until routers start having that i don't know if they're gonna call it tri-band or what they're gonna call it quite yet i'm sure they'll have some fancy name marketing for it um i know you could say hey it might be called wi-fi 6 but wi-fi 6 could i think it's actually might be called wi-fi 6e potentially doesn't matter what it's called. I, I don't know the name off the top of my head. Do not buy a router until that feature is widely available. And the first generation products are gonna be expensive, um, but unless you like absolutely need one right now, I would hold off buying a router until that functionality is available. Otherwise you're gonna buy one and then you're gonna to have to, you're gonna to wanna to re-upgrade here in the near future and why waste those dollars? The other thing I would not buy right now is a headset for your Xbox. We don't know the story yet on the Series X. Now Microsoft keeps saying, hey, all your old peripherals are going to work with the new stuff and all that. We've seen some USB dongle news floating around. I would not buy a headset for my Xbox right now unless I absolutely needed it. And even if I had to, I would probably go out and buy one of the cheaper options until Microsoft makes it explicitly clear how headsets from past generations are gonna work on the new stuff and what the new stuff is gonna support because if you're gonna spend money, a couple hundred bucks on a headset, you're gonna want it to work on the next generation. And quite frankly, Microsoft hasn't been clear yet about how that is going to function. So I would not buy a headset right now for your Xbox. The other thing I would not buy is a macbook pro or any mac with a a keyboard that is on sale because why Micro or microsoft apple is still probably they're they're trying to offload all of those old terrible keyboards that they had that if you got a little speck of dust under there they would break do not buy a mac laptop that is on sale unless it is of the current generation which you're probably not going to find on sale so all the sale items are going to be that old crappy keyboard and you're gonna be like oh that looks like such a good deal for macbook pro but you're gonna be suffering with a horrific keyboard for the longevity of that product and you are at the whims of the dust bunnies about ruining your keyboard. So there's just a couple things. I know there's probably some more stuff out there. People will say, what about cell phones? Should you buy a cell phone? Well, it depends because if you're going to buy an iPhone Pro, I don't know if I would recommend buying one right now because you're probably like three, four months away from a refresh, maybe somewhere around there. And I wouldn't buy it definitely at MSRP. Now on the Android side, you might be able to get a really good deal on a a higher end phone. But again, you know, that is such a personal choice, unlike a TV with HDMI 2.1. So... Just keep that in mind. Um, If you need a cell phone now, you obviously go buy one because that's a pretty critical part of most people's daily lives. But you're going to be buying at probably pretty close to the cusp of refresh. Um, So you're only going to get three months of the the best of the best experience or, or all that good stuff. So on to the gaming news. Microsoft revealed the Xbox Series X backwards compatibility story this week. I did a video on it yesterday, but the TLDR is that Microsoft is going to take your old games add some HDR magic, make them look better. It's also gonna add some performance magic and games that were running at 30 frames per second are now gonna run at 60 frames per second. Games that were running at 60 FPS through backwards combat are now gonna run at 120. All they're doing is taking that massive back catalog they have and as long as the game qualifies for all the 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 bells and whistles, it will get a massive visual fidelity upgrade, and will just look that much better on your next generation console. Really hard to fault Microsoft. That is always something they are good at doing. Uh, Microsoft has also released their family Xbox app settings, uh, so it makes it easier to control your fa- well, your family settings on your Xbox through an app. That's actually quite a convenient thing. One of the challenges is actually working with multi-accounts on your Xbox. So I'm hoping that this experience will make controlling that for your kids just a little bit better. Minecraft Dungeons, a fun game Game. Think of it as like Diablo if you're familiar with that, but Minecrafty. It's a it's a good game. Um, and then so, what's going to happen in June? Well, Microsoft is gearing up, I believe, for an event. We already know Sony is going to be having a pretty big event, potentially as early as next week. Um, Don't officially quote me on this, but I believe xCloud for the PC might be dropping in June. They're getting very close. I've seen some milestone information that that makes me think that it's going to drop in June, but I haven't seen the explicit announcement that they're gonna drop it in June. But it's getting very, very, very close. Speaking of xCloud, Microsoft did add some more games to Android xCloud over the week, uh, but they have not not added any more to iOS yet, which I wonder what the reasoning for that is. Obviously, there's something going on because Microsoft wouldn't artificially hold that stuff back, but they absolutely are holding it back right now. So be on the lookout for June. I think it's going to be a good month. I think it's going to be a good month for gamers. So, on to the questions du jour. Uh, Realize, Real Oneser, Realizer, something says, Hi Brad, uh, have they started producing the Xbox Series X? Yes, they have. And when do you think Microsoft will start selling the Xbox Series X? I think they will start selling it sometime in the fall. Uh, October is usually a good timeline. October, November, sometime around there is where my sort of expectation is at this point. At one point... At one point I thought, at one point they were actually, I know, officially targeting September, but I'm guessing with everything that is going on right now in the world, or has been going on in the world, that 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 ambitious goal uh, is not going to be happening. So Andrea says, hi Brad, let me uh, thank you in advance for your great work. I really appreciate enjoying your Q&A section. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. Very much appreciate that. Uh, You talked about the possibility of getting Windows 10X preview builds around build, but nobody mentioned 10X at all and everything went quiet ever since. You are absolutely right now. I know for a fact that Microsoft was preparing a a Windows 10X build that they were looking to potentially release publicly. They were, I'm positive on this and it obviously has not materialized quite yet we don't quite know the full story um we know that microsoft i I believe actually scrubbed some 10x stuff from build and so this is you got to remember that panos is in control now and things have shifted hands and so all of that stuff about build releasing and all that very much likely fell on his desk and he made a go no-go decision and clearly uh it was a no-go so far and so here we are you got to remember that that 10x narrative about switching from dual screens to single screens came out pretty late right not like what two weeks before build and so i think this is all tied into what is going on there and uh, hopefully we'll get some more hands-on experience here in the near future uh but then he goes on to say now i've seen uh john wink a, a he's a, An engineer working on Windows 10x posting about testing in production fun times. And so I don't quite know what he is explicitly talking about there. I have a few guesses, but I'm not quite sure exactly. And he says, what's your take on all this? Any updates, timeframes, scooch, or hunch regarding Windows 10x preview builds? Um, I still expect Microsoft will release a Windows 10x preview build. I just don't know the exact timeline. These things are clearly very fluid at the moment. Uh, Mad Dynas says, so I got the code names wrong last week. Is Lockhart still a thing? Yes, Lockhart is still a thing. Any clear picture of where it is being pitched to sit in the ecosystem? So w- I'm hoping we're gonna learn more about Lockhart uh, like this month, potentially. I don't I don't quite know yet, but I'm hoping we will learn more about it. The whole goal here is that Microsoft needs a, a two. Model and people are gonna say, but Brad, two SKUs of the next generation Xbox is gonna be crazy, guys. There's already three SKUs of the current Xbox One, and if you don't believe me, we have the Xbox All Digital, we have the Xbox One S, and we have the Xbox One X. Microsoft launching a multi-SKU system is going to be pretty much the norm. But you could say, but Brad, they have different performance targets for the Lockhart and the Anaconda. That is crazy. Are you? Xbox One X is way more powerful than the Xbox One S. This is a continuation of that narrative. So where is this going to fit? It's going to be, look, you have the Xbox One X at the extreme end of performance capabilities, HDR, ray tracing magic, and then you have the Xbox Series S at the middle ground like that lower entry level lower price lower performance 1080p or potentially 1440p uh target so there you go that's where that's where i honestly think that it's going to fit in uh he says my concern is that the unreal 5 demo only ran at 30 frames per second at 1440p and that is on the ps5 with full power so does a cut down on the xbox series x make even sense then even for 1080p here's here's the massive caveat we don't know realistically how that unreal engine demo was running yes they were talking about the ps5 version i would not put all the all the eggs in the basket of that's what they said on this day that is the absolute fact for everything so just keep that in mind uh daryl says as i recall you got a surface book 3 a week or two early i did it's right here are you going to be doing a review or is it paul no it's definitely me uh, or or did I miss it? No, you haven't missed it. My review for this is actually going to go live today. Now, the video will more than likely be next week. The reason why I didn't just run it out the doors is because I wanted to use it. Like, I've been using this thing every day, and typically with a review, I like to travel, but obviously, you know, travel's not doing it, so I had to find more creative ways to try to use this thing as a real workstation, and so there we go. He uh, says, my. Surface Book 2 is getting long in the two, so I did receive my Surface Book 3 early last week and is definitely cooler literally and perhaps figuratively than the SB2 it would be very warm on the bottom. The SB3 uh, is not so much, only a bit warm, but the 128 seven amp charger uh, comes, <laughs> comes with it. Uh, charger is downright toasty, yeah. So this is a great machine. If you like the Surface Book 2, you'll like the Surface Book 3. That's kind of the, the short version of the review. Brother Nod says, has the lack of in-person events made it harder to get scoops? Yeah, I mean it, it definitely has because one of the and scoops is kind of, you kind of got to put that into perspective here because what's great about events, especially like Build and Ignite, is that there's a lot of Microsoft execs there and we get and we go hang out with them like we legitimately go drink beer and just understanding where they're coming from, helps to connect the dots. Because a lot of scoops that that get published uh, from myself and many others aren't necessarily like, hey, Xbox Series X is launching, whatever, make up a date on Thanksgiving, or Surface Book 3 has X specs in it a lot of it is connecting the dots of, of what is, what is management looking for? Where is engineering doing and bringing all this stuff together in a post? It's not always clear cut. Sometimes it is, but most of the time it's not. And so what's great about these events is being able to sit down and talk to the engineers and the leaders of these departments and understanding their vision and where they're going off the record, of course, cause they won't let us write all that. Um, and sometimes it's honestly just even away from PR people it's, it makes it a lot easier to understand the future of each individual product line. That is the value of this stuff. It's not necessarily the news that comes out is always great. Don't get me wrong, but it's the side conversations where real sort of insights are, up, are better understood because PR will have a way of putting a very strict line on what you can and cannot say. And it doesn't always explain the full narrative. And being able to talk to people sort of behind the scenes off the record, helps explain that narrative and helps us write more thoughtful pieces. Now we did get a little bit of that at build, but it's not nearly the same in depth because one of the things Microsoft does at build every year is they always have a cocktail, uh, with the press and pretty much not the entire C-suite, but a, like a ton of corporate vice presidents and above show up. And so, um, those are the, those are the events where you truly get the most value out of going to a conference. Um, he says, what is your next major home project? If my wife had any way with it, it'd be me putting in a pool, but I don't, I don't, I don't think we're doing that. Um, so, so, uh, JTD Wobb says, uh, what is your best guess for when Lockhart series S will be announced, uh, this summer, along with the main series X late fall or early next year? I think we'll get it. Hopefully I'm hoping that we hear about it this year. That is my hope. That is, that is my personal hope uh td merce says any idea when credge will come to xbox the current uh, edge browser is very poor especially when it comes to the site medias my guess would be if anything it would be with the next generation xbox but microsoft when i asked them about it explicitly they said they would no comment Uh, i'm assuming it will come eventually but i would imagine that microsoft has the actual data about how many people use the browser on the xbox and they're saying hey look that's pretty dang low we're not going to make that a big engineering effort uh, da, 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 da. uh ngc says uh will we hear more about the surface duo next week what are you hearing i haven't heard anything explicitly about next week all i know about the surface duo right now is that it is pretty much ready to launch they have I believe it was a June 1st internal deadline. And so we should be hearing about it um, getting, it should be, it's effectively ready to go. So I don't know where they truly are in the manufacturing run up for it, but I would imagine it's fairly long, fairly far along considering how many people we have seen with it inside the Microsoft org showing it off on social media. Um, And those do not look like engineering prototypes. So uh, it looks like it's pretty close to being able to get out the door and hopefully we will hear more soon. Uh, Sidechoker says, Um, I have a ZTE Axum M dual screen phone and I love it. My question is, do you know if the duo will be able to mirror the screen so that you have the same stuff on each screen? For example, a phone in tent mode and watch YouTube on each side. I, it would surprise me if you couldn't, I don't explicitly know. You could probably pull up the emulator and figure out if you can. I haven't seen anybody try to do like a full dual screen, uh, span the display across except with the exception for maps, I have seen maps like that. But email is typically like you have like a read, you have like the list pane and the reading pane. Typically, that's the the model Microsoft is doing is having t- one app but two different pieces of content inside the app open for the most part. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see uh, when the surface when the surface travel dongles. Uh, when will the Surface Travel Travel Dongle be released and will it come to Europe? I don't know if it's coming to Europe, but it would be surprising me if it doesn't. He's referring to the Surface Travel Hub that Microsoft announced. I believe it was targeted for the end of this month. I haven't heard explicitly if it's out yet, uh, but I believe the target was for the end of this month. Um, do you know anything new about the password manager for Microsoft? No, it, all we know is that it's in that Teams consumer app, but Microsoft is very, very quiet uh, for it at that they're just very quiet. They haven't said anything. I've been trying to get a list of all the features that they are going to launch and win and Microsoft keeps saying, well, we don't have any more information to share. So this summer is all we got, unfortunately. And he says I am in the beta for XCloud, and I can't use it because it's not available in Luxembourg. I am in the German beta, so I understand that I can use it because of the because of the other country. But why can't I use the XCloud with my Xbox One X when I check for the stream? All I get is a green check mark, but I can't connect with my phone and all that good stuff. It doesn't work on Wi-Fi or mobile data. I just get the error and connect. Maybe that's why it's not available in Luxembourg. <laughs> that's I don't I don't quite know. Um, what sort of geo restrictions and how Microsoft is actually isolating that data, but that it could just be that you're trying to work around uh, the xCloud restrictions and that Microsoft is trying to probably actively stop you from doing that would be my guess. And for the last one, sometimes I can't stream my Xbox One to my PC uh, with the companion app. My PC is hardwired and my Xbox is, so they are on the same web network. I tried the beta version, but it doesn't work and I couldn't find something online. So this is very hard to triage remotely. Uh, the only thing that I could think of is that, uh, make sure you're one authenticated with the same accounts on both console and the PC. I would have probably expect that you are, but that would be my first thing to check. And the other thing to check, um, it's a beta, and maybe it's just not compatible with the hardware that you have. That is, it's hard to, it's really hard to triage individual things like that uh, through a web form in this capacity. Uh, Dr. Vadruel, Vandrell, uh, hi Brad. Uh, when the heck are we going to see Project X Cloud for PC? Thanks. My expectation is that hopefully this month, this month meaning June, sorry, June, because it's technically still May. So we will have to wait and see, but I believe it might be coming next month. Um, but Again, things are shuffling about. It's also Microsoft's quarter or fiscal year end is June 30th. So we're going to see a lot of things sort of get shoved out the door uh, before the year ends here. So with all that, guys, thanks for the Q&A. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the month of May. And we'll catch you all right back here in June.